and welcome to another completely unrealistic episode of <laughs> We Only Look Thin. I am Catherine Weigel. I am one of your hosts. I have lost about 145 pounds. I'm a Tiny Habits certified coach and a super cool gal. And with me today yeah. is Donald Weigel. And I have lost about 100 pounds. And I am also one of your hosts. And I'm a super cool guy. Yay. No. <laughs> Wait, is that the unrealistic part of this? Uh, no, no, no. That is, that is super realistic. <laughs> okay. No, uh, but I, I think positive affirmations and self-love is a, an important thing. But we're not going to talk about that today. No. I mean, we just did, but we won't. No, we're not going to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I refuse. Put it on the list. Yeah. Uh, but no, today we are going to talk about unrealistic deadlines. Oh, yeah. That's what makes it unreal. I, I forgot what we were going to talk about. <laughs> oh, you're good. No, we uh, last week forget. or the week before, there are so many episodes, we talked about the scale. Yeah. And we talked about... Kind uh, of for the last two weeks, we talked about it. Yeah. Um, but guess what? It's going to happen again, but in a different way. Yeah. Because there's always more ways to talk about things. Absolutely. More ways to talk about things. So this week, we are going to talk about those unrealistic Realistic deadlines that we put on weight loss. Yeah. Is this a relatable topic to you, Donald? Absolutely. I used to spend, you know, and I don't want to, uh, I don't want to spoil anything for later, but I spent years and years setting unrealistic deadlines. Like I need to lose 50 pounds by the time I go to my like event, like, yeah. whatever that event is. <laughs> I, am time, <laughs> I am going to my event. I am going to my event. Yes. I don't know. For some reason, like in, in, all of human existence, like one type of event that I would actually go to would not come it, to my mind. It sounds like an after school special. Like, <laughs> Donald, are you trying to lose weight for a special event? <laughs> Why, yes, doctor, I am trying to lose weight for a special event. Exactly. <laughs> Um, and, and then I would, I would, you know, go through all of these things that we're about to talk about and just end up not hitting the deadline or I'd fall behind and give up and get frustrated and then go right back to doing what I was doing before. And, you know, it just, it never seemed to really work out. Yeah. We're gonna, we're gonna tell you about that. But I think that, you know, in, in the last episode and the episode before that, as Donald mentioned, we talked about expectations of like, okay, I'm going to lose five pounds a week and then I'll hit my goal by whatever day. But we're going to take a sort of a deeper dive into the psychology. Uh, and I think also the chemical reactions or the hormones yeah, related yeah. to that. We're going into science, everybody. Yeah, I did extensive research on the <laughs> chemical reactions inside the human body we when do. it comes to weight loss. But a lot of times we think of a milestone or some sort of event as a plan for weight loss. That's not a plan yeah. for weight loss. Yeah, like you might be like, oh, my 25th high school reunion is coming up. Like, I <laughs> Yeah, you're being generous. I think you graduated a few years ago. <laughs> <laughs> but there are listeners Sorry. that are younger than no, me. No, <laughs> I just realized that my 30th uh, high school reunion, which I'm not going to, uh, not yeah. for weight chiller reasons, but because uh, I didn't like my high school. Uh, really, that's the reason, man. Yeah. Um, no, I uh, my my 30th reunion was a few years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to call you out. That wasn't Yeah, done. no, that's fine. Uh, but, you know, there are listeners who are younger than me. Yeah, uh, sure. Theoretically. <laughs> 
But we want a milestone to be a reason like the whole and I I did this too. I actually looked back at my first uh, year of weight loss and I used hashtag 42 by 42. Oh, really? Yeah, which oops. uh, (laughs) (laughs) We've learned some things that we are passing on to the listeners. Yeah, but the I'm going to lose 42 pounds by my 42nd birthday. I'm going to lose 50 by 50. I'm going to be fit by 50. I keep using the word 50. I know. Well, and I keep, you know, I'm going to like go off script and be like, I'm going to lose 26 by 40. Sure. That's not a thing that people do. It doesn't doesn't have that same ring. All right. I'm doing it anyway. But we also have those events. I'm going to lose weight for my wedding. I'm going to lose weight for someone else's wedding. I'm going to lose it for a reunion or the promise that I made to myself twice a year. I'm going to lose it for my doctor's appointment. Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. I have a doctor's appointment in in six months. I'll change before the doctor's appointment so that I don't get yelled at. That's right. But if I don't lose the weight, I'm just not going to go to the doctor's appointment. I'm not going to go to the reunion. Uh, Everything is based on my weight. But that was not realistic, was it, Donald? No, not at all. And when we we set up, these deadlines, when we set up these goals, we might say to ourselves, okay, well, I have four weeks or I have five weeks to lose 20 pounds. I have a month to lose 20 pounds. And so that's only four pounds a week. I mean, surely I can lose four pounds a week. And then we, you know, maybe the first week we, you know, we go on some strict diet, some one weird trick thing, and we might lose a pound and a half or two pounds the first week. And then we're like, okay, so now next week I have re-math to lose, it. I have to lose eight pounds next week to get back on track. And then I can go back to losing four pounds a week. And and then like we try to go even stricter and then that, you know, leads to binge eating, that leads to, you know, being disappointed again on the scale. And we get halfway through the month and we're like, well, I'm never gonna make it. So I might as well just not even bother at all and just, you know, eat whatever I want and go back to what I was doing. Yeah. And I used those gimmicks and those fake deadlines for 20 years or so. Oh, yeah. What I You're being very generous. <laughs> you are so much older than that. <laughs> oh, you were you were doing it for at least 45 years before you... <laughs> I need to lose 40 pounds by sixth grade cotillion. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that, that actually... Yeah, that's a, whole, that's a whole other thing for a therapist that I haven't hired yet. Well, you called, you called out the fact that yeah. I'm super old. I'm just like striking back out of, out of petty, Thanks. petty yeah. childish vengeance. Strikes yeah. back. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. But so when we have that feeling of a deadline, we make a couple of assumptions or maybe more. Let's not like attack each other for the rest of the episode. Okay. Let's, let's Fair. keep it chill. Fair. Um, we'll but, just, I'll just concede that I'm very old. No, but so we, when we have a deadline, your listener, you think about this as well, if you would like. We think once we do it, once we lose the weight, we can get back to real life. Yeah. We think that once we get to that goal weight that we're magically going to get to, that we don't have to think about our weight anymore. Ha, 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 ha. Yeah, exactly. Um, And we think all of our problems will be gone. All of my life's issues, all of my boundary issues, all my relationship, my job, all of it will be fixed when I hit that magical number. And uh, we we aren't. That doesn't happen. No, not at all. And I think that, you know, one of the, and I've said this a thousand times on this show, but really one of the key ideas that 
I had heard very early after I'd gotten my diabetes diagnosis that really sunk in with me and really made this work was the idea of there is no finish line. Like there is no finish line. There is no deadline. There's no, you know, you you don't, you know, break the tape and then you're, you're cured and you're fixed. You have to keep working on this and you have to come up with a plan that you can keep doing. It's not just, I'm going to go on a diet for a few weeks or a few months or a year, and then I can go back to my old ways. Like that just doesn't work. Like when you go back to your old ways, you get, you get your old results. results. Yeah. Oh, we said every time. <laughs> we owe each other a sparkling water. We that do. doesn't sound as fun as it No, <laughs> it doesn't. Not at all. So our experience has told us that we confuse a deadline with a plan. A deadline is a magical aspiration, but it is not habit. <laughs> yeah. And we think a deadline is motivation because today, like right now in the moment, oh my gosh, it sounds amazing. I could totally do that. Oh my gosh, this is it. This is the time that I'm going to do it. Yeah. And then we also think that publicly stating our deadline will keep us accountable. Yep. I've seen people on Instagram and uh, in my own head, the people in my head, like the movie Inside Out. And um, also Facebook. And also the Facebooks that I go, okay, you know what? I'm going to lose 100 pounds. I'm going to do it 100 by my 100th birthday. That's yeah, amazing. Yeah, I want you all to call me on it yeah. if you see me oh. doing anything. Yeah. <laughs> but but that is not a plan. But we think the I think the reason that we do that and when we do pro- make this big proclamation right. is that we think that shame avoidance yeah. is a plan. Yeah. I, if I don't do this, I will be so, you know, guilty and feel so much shame that I can't help but do it. Right. As though that is magically going to knock, you know, a bag of Doritos out of your hand. Yeah. And I, and I think that, you know, it drives you to do the opposite and to hide your behaviors yeah. and leads to more secret eating. And, you know, which is, as I know from experiencing, extremely unhealthy to continue to like try and, you know, to eat a big salad in public and then, you know, sneak a bunch of, you know, candy bars and Doritos and things behind the scenes. Exactly. So here's sort of my logic chain, which I didn't realize when it was happening. Yeah. But I'll be embarrassed if I fail. And I want to avoid embarrassment because then I'll feel shame. Like, why did you lose the weight? Like, what's your why? (laughs) Well, I don't want to feel shame. I don't want to be ashamed of myself. So I did it. But again, that shame leads to secrecy. And that is a Brene Brown thing that she talks about how how shame lives in silence and avoidance. So it's not actually a plan. And again, the spoiler alert there. But when we assume that a deadline is a plan, we think that we can grit our teeth and be extreme for a short period of time. Yeah. Like, okay, you know what? I can do this. Like, I can do the whole whatever for how many days or whatever. Well, and again, with that deadline, we'll be so motivated that we can't fail. We're too big to fail. That didn't work for a lot of companies. <laughs> <laughs> and we're in the business of weight loss. Yeah, too big to fail does not right. uh, does not work so well. We think we can do anything for a short time. And if we just grit our teeth, we can do it quickly. But Donald has some science around. Well, yeah, no. Well, there's two things. One, I like to use the example of... Um, 
if you were told that you didn't have to change anything else except tie one hand behind your back and you can choose which hand and you could lose 20 pounds in a month you could eat whatever you wanted but all you had to do was keep one hand tied behind your back so you were only doing everything one-handed you might be able to do that for a month but then what happens when you untie that hand you you do things exactly the same way that you did them before and so the weight is going to come back on your you're not teaching yourself to live like a person who maintains a a healthy weight. You're you're just doing something really hard for a short period of time that you know you're not going to be able to do for the rest of your life. And the other thing, which Catherine was starting to allude to, was um, there is some science uh, behind um, losing weight too quickly. When you lose weight quickly, there is a hormone called leptin that also drops quickly as well. And it is believed that this hormone triggers your brain's starvation response, which increases your desire to seek food and decrease activity. So your own body starts to sabotage you when you lose weight really quickly because it thinks that you're having trouble getting food and that you need to store energy. So it is it is telling you, your body starts telling itself that it needs to then, you know, hold on to every calorie, basically. Hmm. When does our brain factor into weight loss? Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Is there any way I can stop it? But it turns out when we use our brains, things get better. So we're going we're gonna to talk about that in a minute. But aside from the leptin in our brain, that, that's not where leptin lives. <laughs> when we're using our brains to do that extreme measure, we tend to forget potential setbacks in actual real life, which yeah. is what happened to me. So we forget that illness comes up, we get a cold, we twist our ankle, there are social events and work and family obligations and changes in our own energy levels. The promises that we make today, again, of the like your ideal self. Okay, ideally, nothing is going to get in my way. There's never going to be a global pandemic. I'm never going to get sick. Nothing dramatic is going to happen at work or at home. And I'm just going to get through it. And right. and it'll be perfect. I'm never going to go see other people. Other people are never going to come see me. Well, <laughs> like, I, I said this back in the day. I was doing the cabbage soup diet at one point, And it was like, you can have three cherry tomatoes today and like, you know, one nut every hour for five hours. Right. I would stop going to go see friends for weekends because I said I had to focus on my plan. That was not a healthy situation. Yeah. And you really have to figure out how to live your life in a way that allows you to, to do a plan, but also continue to actually have a life. Yeah. Well, and I mean, and, and part of that, like I said, was that we think of our ideal selves and we just, I mean, and I used to do this. I would start Weight Watchers, say in, you know, February, March, something like that. And the first week I would lose five pounds. And then I would put on the calendar as though writing every Friday on a calendar, a five pound increment down the scale, right. that that was a plan. Like, okay, well, like you said, like, I'm, I'm just gonna lose five pounds a week. And then by December, I'm gonna lose all the weight and it'll be perfect. But that's based on some ideal perfect measurement. And guess what, as we talked about in the previous 
previous weeks, weight loss isn't linear. And that five pound whoosh that we get at the, the first week isn't a consistent measurement of our weight loss. And I always saw it as a deadline. I saw it as a finish line. And as we've said before, that's just not the case. And then, and then, dear listener, and Donald, <laughs> I see Donald going, then what? So it leads us to this all or nothing viewpoint of nothing is going to get in our way. And if it does, it's proof that we just can't do it. So when we've done all the right moves and we don't lose weight, we get angry. So we go more extreme. Like, oh, but no, I'm obviously, you know, 1100 calories is too much. I need to cut like for whatever. Right, exactly. And then when it's clear that we haven't made our anticipated goals, we do one of two things. Like I said, we get more extreme or the it's it's evil cousin. Actually, they're both evil cousins. Um, <laughs> <laughs> why bother? This right. obviously isn't going to work for me. Why bother? This is just I was born this way. It's never going to work. And that those are the extremes that we see. It's black or white. It's not what am I doing wrong for, you said 20 years was too few, so I'll go 40 years. What was I doing wrong for 40 years? And then it hit me at age 41 that I needed to do something different if I wanted to lose weight. Yeah, and, and you know, I just had this attitude of, like, I need to lose the weight quickly, I need to lose it quickly, and I spent, you know, the first 45 years of my life trying to lose weight quickly, and then just you know, being disappointed that it wasn't coming off quickly enough and then gaining more weight instead, like that was the option. And, you know, I ended up losing a uh, hundred pounds over the course of two years. Like I averaged about one pound a week, which to some people seems extremely slow, but you know, what was the alternative? Like if it had been half a pound a week for four years, I eventually still would have lost a hundred pounds. Wow. You know what I was just thinking? We've been doing the podcast for four years. Yeah. If you'd lost half a pound in the four, a week, in the four years you've been listening to this podcast, if you're from the very beginning. Yeah. Eh, I know. That's a that, lot of weight. <laughs> that is a hundred pounds. And, you know, it, we, we have this idea that, well, a half a pound a week, what's that going to do? You know, 25 pounds a year. What would you rather do? Would you rather, like, you know, five years from now, would you rather be down, you know, your 125 pounds, or would you rather have gained weight or remained where you were? And I, I feel like I had to get past that mindset of, oh, I need to lose weight in a hurry, I need to lose weight in a hurry, before this really stuck. Yeah, and I I think too, you know, sort of as we're we're circling the corner on this and you realize that the deadline doesn't work is thinking about, you know, what we can do instead of that. And I know I've had people say, "Oh, I want to look good for my my event of undetermined nature." Right. <laughs> you know, I want to look great for the reunion, and that's in in 4 months. I I've got to look good in the pictures. That's a lot of what people say. They just want to look good in the pictures. But the real question is, what would you do in 4 months? to yield results. And that's putting small habits in place. So a lot of times people want to look good in pictures for certain events. And I totally understand that. But really, how you look in a picture depends on the habits that you have in place. Right. It's not the actual number that matters. It's the confidence of the habits. There was a photo that I took of myself when I was about 50 pounds heavier than I am right now. But 
I had been consistently walking and consistently losing and working out a little bit. And the picture of myself, I still absolutely love it because my posture is great. I feel really confident in the picture because of all the habits that I have. And I wasn't at my goal weight, but I did feel good about my habits. And that shines through in the photo. It's not about the actual weight. It's the confidence that I had in it. And I still look back at that. And I love the picture, even though I'm heavier than I am now, because of what I felt inside. And that came from walking our daughter to school every day, starting to do a, a, a little couch to 5k program, yeah. eating at a consistent deficit, setting my boundaries in place. That what that's what comes through in the picture, not my actual weight. Yeah, and and I think that we get so obsessed with the the weight loss being in a straight line. You know, I had just talked about, you know, averaging a pound a week, but I didn't lose a pound every week. Right. Some weeks I gained a little bit of weight. Some weeks it was, you know, less than a pound. And then some weeks it would magically, you know, in air quotes, be three pounds. And I I would have to make adjustments along the way. There there were times, you know, my my rule was that I I had a calorie goal, I had a step goal, and if I went three straight weeks without any any weight loss, I would drop my calories a little bit and then see what would happen. And, you know, there were there were plenty of chunks in there where nothing happened for two weeks, three weeks, and I had to make adjustments. And it was really my consistency over time for those those two years. And now for six years, you know, I've I've maintained the weight loss for for four years that has led to my success. It wasn't just going on some restrictive, like one weird trick diet at that time. Yeah. So I think our suggestion to you is to really consider adapting your habits to your actual lifestyle and the season of your life. I used to think that it would just be a straight shot. I would have 10 months of uninterrupted weight loss with without sickness or without twisting my ankle or without family drama or whatever, understanding that life is still going to happen and being able to adapt your habits to those circumstances really matters. I, when I first got my Fitbit, I, for two or three months was really great on it. And I was trying to hit that step goal. And then I twisted my ankle trying to hit my step goal at 1155 at night outside. And I twisted my ankle wearing flip flops. Yeah. Guess what? I stopped everything. I stopped tracking. I stopped walking. I gained 30 pounds in the next year because of that, just twisting my ankle. Now I understand that if I twist my ankle, I can do other things. I can meditate. I can do floor yoga. I can do seated workouts. I stopped thinking about my ideal self and really stopped and said, what can I do today to make this work? What can I adapt? What can I change? How can I modify? And that was a really key change in maintaining a, you know, a consistent weight loss. Yeah. And look, we have learned from experience that the super restrictive diets, the things where you're cutting out giant categories of food, the, the, you know, things we refer to as there's one weird trick to weight loss that Sherman Oaks doctors don't <laughs> want you to know. Like all of those things rely on willpower and eventually willpower fails and it leads to binge eating, then guilt, 
than more emotionally driven binge, uh, guilt driven binge eating. And it's just this vicious cycle. And what actually works in the long run is focusing on habits, putting yourself on autopilot, so to speak, to where you're, you're just starting with one small habit, a habit that you can get yourself to do, and then you're building upon that. And then you're adding another one and another one and another one. And it eventually becomes, you know, I wouldn't say effortless, but it eventually just becomes like who you are and part of what you do. And, you know, when I started just getting 5,000 steps in a day was a miracle. Like it felt like, you know, I had run a marathon and now my daily goal is 20,000 a day and I hit it most days and it's not really that hard at this point. Um, but I had to do that, you know, literally one step at a time. I had to build up to that to where it became just a habit. It's just something that I do. And now sitting is painful to me a lot of the time. It times. is. Oh, my gosh. But those, I, the idea of focusing on your identity, I identify as the kind of person who gets in daily activity. I identify as the kind of person who moderates the treats that I have. I recognize that I used to live in a... 365 surprise food opportunities. Right. Uh, we did an episode called 365 Surprises. We sure did. Uh, where we just think that every day is, oh my gosh, it's the weekend. What do I do? I don't know. So we are now. <laughs> Sorry, that's what I said. Wait, like. I have to eat food today? No one told me this. What am I going to do? I have no options now. So realizing that we can take agency in our lives, we can make purposeful choices, we don't have to live that ideal, perfect food lifestyle, that we have the opportunity to make small, sustainable changes, that it all matters and it all adds up. And sure, we still think like, oh, gosh, I'd really like to lose, you know, and, and we still have weight loss goals in place. It's not that we're fixed. We've, we have talked about that. But we understand that like, oh, yeah, at the holidays, it's probably unlikely that I'm going to lose 20 pounds. Right. Hey, we've got people coming in from out of town. It, this isn't the right time. So understanding that life is still going to happen and adapting to that and seeing, again, that there's no finish line really does matter in all of this. I feel worse about the events that I skipped because of my weight, the time. I mean, it, early in weight loss, we had friends visiting from England, and I made up some excuse not to hang out with them because I didn't want them to see what I weighed. Yeah. And I just missed out on friendship instead of embracing the friendship, which well, I'm just going and, to keep And look, friendship. and, and I, this isn't the topic of this episode, but as we discussed last episode, those friends don't value your company yeah. based on what you weigh either, yeah. you know, so you're, you're, uh, you're avoiding them is is not even, you know, they're not going to see you and suddenly be like, oh, I don't want to be friends with her now at this weight. Yeah. So if you'd like more information on ways, like I said, we've got 200 and whatever episodes now. I don't even remember. Yeah, this, there, is, this is 228. Donald will put in the show notes some episodes that might be a benefit to you to listen to. We have a getting started series uh, that he will link to. We also have the motivation bus episode where we talk about motivation not actually being the key to weight loss so yeah. he will link to those we've done episodes about 
there there being no finish line yeah, so. and about you know uh, doing your tiny habits and your atomic <laughs> habits. And, so we'll, we'll just I talk mean, about the, it. He'll the put... show notes might be a mile long, but uh, no, I'll put some key episodes in there that you can check out uh, to get you started. Yeah. So we believe in you. We believe in your ability to adapt and to change your identity into someone who is looking at the long term and not those short term goals. How you feel in a photo matters more than the number on the scale. And the more we focus on the habits, the more power we actually have. And it shows in uh, in what you do. So we believe in you. Donald, I believe in you. And I believe in you. And Thanks. I also believe in you, the listener. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. We are uh, truly grateful. I, I know I say it at the end of each episode, uh, but like, we really, truly are grateful that you listen and we are so thankful for the feedback we get. Anytime that somebody tells us that we've made any sort of difference to them, that something that we said has has you know led them to make a change, it is so gratifying and really is why we do this. We really enjoy um, helping others to not make the mistakes we made for 40-some 40, 40 years, in my case, 70-some years. <laughs> Um, before uh, we finally uh, managed to hit our goal weights. Thank you so much. Uh, all of our episodes are still available wherever you found this one and also anytime on our website at weonlylookthin.com. Yep, and if you are at weonlylookthin.com, you can click on the link for Join Our Support Group. Oh yeah, do that. And find out more about Walt Place, We Only Look Thin Place, our accountability group on Facebook. It is for the ladies. The uh, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it uh, it is a support group. It is not a weight loss plan, but it is a place for accountability, fellowship, and just being in a community of women that understand what you are going through. We have people maintaining. We have people on various weight loss programs. So it's not, uh, it's plan agnostic, but I'm super proud of it. We have two subscription options, a monthly option with a three-day complimentary trial and a three-month subscription with a seven-day complimentary trial to see if Wolt Place is right for you. Yes, indeed. And uh, if you would like to interact with us in other ways, we are available on the social medias, uh, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at We Only Look Thin. And we even have an old rickety Victrola email address. Uh, we only look thin at gmail.com where you can reach out to us. Uh, we love hearing from you. We like listener questions. Uh, I enjoy episode. Uh, I enjoy. <laughs> I don't know what Catherine enjoys. We enjoy uh, suggestions for new episodes. We've turned many uh, listener emails into episodes and we like hearing from you. Yep. And speaking of hearing from you, if you have an extra moment and would like to give us a little love, you can head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating and a review. Not only does it make us feel great, but it also boosts our uh, the algorithms for the apples and helps other yes. people. <laughs> the algorithms for the apples. That's and, how we say it. And uh, helps other people find inspirational podcasts like ours. And Apps? hopefully specifically ours. So. Yeah, specifically ours. And if you specifically enjoy our show, please tell someone about it. Uh, word of mouth is one of the best ways that the show grows. Uh, so if uh, you know somebody who you might like the show or if it comes up in conversation, uh, somebody's saying, you know, boy, I wish I knew something about how to get started with uh, the right weight loss and fitness plan, send them our way. We would be grateful. 
So if you're still trying to come to terms with not having hit your goal weight by the end of this episode, <laughs> just remember that Donald and I are an, an inspiration. inspiration. The information that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. The hosts are not medical professionals. You should always consult with your doctor, nurse, or other certified health professional before beginning any diet or fitness program.